Welcome to Mohobe Nuggets of Wisdom podcast. My name is Mumpulu Kiluruma Mohobe. Our objective is to enthuse, inspire, energize, and empower entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs of all stripes here in BW and beyond. We do so by inviting these entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs into our makeshift studio. Sometimes we call them to the restaurant, sometimes we go uh, to our studio and we ask them to share their experiential knowledge, their experiences and their expertise. And we ask them uh, as many questions as we can aimed at empowering you also as a viewer. Hello dear viewer, dear listener, my name is Mumpuli Kiluruma Mohobe. I welcome you to yet another installment of Mohobe Nuggets of Wisdom epi uh, podcast. It's a great episode. We're talking about cyber security and I've brought an expert in the field, Mr. Uh, Douglas Sekweng. Uh, Mr. Sekweng, welcome to the studio. Thank you, Mr. Mohobe. Okay. The pleasure is mine. Would you be kind enough to share your background uh, in terms of what you do and what you have to share with the people? Yes. Uh, my name is Douglas uh, Sokhoi Master Mogobe. Uh, I'm a digital forensic specialist and cyber security specialist. Uh, I'm the managing director of a company called eDetectives. Uh, my background, uh, I studied a BBA in IT security and also a diploma in digital forensics uh, from the University of Penn Foster College uh, in America, a BBA in IT security from uh, SMC University in Switzerland. BBA? Uh, bachelor of Business um, oh, Administration. Yes, yes. yes. Uh -huh. uh, so you got two of them. Yeah, I got I got two of them. Mm. Uh, so uh, that's that's about that's about it. Uh, my background also, I'm a former police officer under Crime Intelligence Branch, uh, Digital Forensic Unit. So when it comes to cyber security and digital forensics, it's a space that uh, my whole career I've been practicing. Uh, I have more than uh, 10 years uh, as an IT security specialist. What first drew you to this field? It's a very interesting field, cyber security and e-detective uh, you know, e e e work. Yes, uh, what we do, uh, we provide uh, cyber security uh, consultancy. Mm -hmm. uh, we provide training, uh, cyber security training. We are accredited BQA uh, institution. We also provide penetration testing and vulnerability assessment. We also do investigation the way we investigate yeah, different I mean, what attracted you to this field? What drew you to the I field? have always uh, been uh, uh, passionate about this spyware from watching the 007 movies as, as a young person. Mm. And I was uh, fascinated by the hackers who always uh, play around with the computer and then they have full control of uh, uh, IT systems. And uh, that's the route I wanted to, t mm. to take. And uh, that's how I got to, because I f uh, when, when I completed my Form 5, there were not many, there were no institutions, not many, there were no institutions whatsoever in Botswana which were providing any IT security related uh, uh, courses. So hence uh, my research and then I found out that uh, uh, there are institutions uh, all over the world in America and then I got to do uh, uh, online study. In the, in the context of Botswana, what would you say is a working definition of cyber security um, and that you deal with as a forensic, forensic, uh, you know, a digital forensic uh, detective, yes. I can call you that. Yes. Well, uh, cyber security is the protection of 
information and the infrastructure it, it resides in. Uh, so digital forensics is when there has been a, a cyber incident or cyber crime that has occurred using uh, those uh, digital devices that we have to preserve, extract, analyze, and report the digital evidence which is collected from the digital devices. So we provide security beforehand, uh, before there is any incident that uh, could have happened. And then after, if there is an incident that have occurred, then we also there's provide, yeah, there's a breach. Mm. We also provide investigation. Uh, does this entail also giving evidence in the courts? Yes, uh, it, it does. Uh, uh, we, we, we are re normally regarded as uh, digital forensic uh, experts or digital forensic examiner. Uh, we give uh, what you call a professional testimony. Uh, we provide, we have to give uh, uh, the, our opinion, expert opinion. We are called experts wit witness in, in such cases. Mm -hmm. So uh, in Botswana, uh, we haven't had many cases which have gone uh, to go to that end. But uh, during uh, private litigations, we, we do uh, provide our uh, expert opinion and provide affidavits to uh, some of the in cases that we have investigated. In, in, in Botswana, what would you say are the areas of concern uh, from the point of view of an entrepreneur or a business person? Uh, the main one, which is uh, the, the most prevalent, as you know, is the leakage of confidential information. As you know, uh, the minister or the uh, high-profile people, uh, uh, those in the management, they sign a document today before it even reaches the legitimate uh, recipients. It's all over Facebook. Uh, information is leaking uh, uh, like water uh, in, in high offices. Mm. So that's the main one, and that's the main concern. The other one is the hijacking of uh, 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 accounts, uh, whereby the, the, the attackers uh, demand ransom, to be paid ransom uh, for, for you to, to give you back uh, access uh, to, your, to your systems. The other one is uh, a denial of service attack. Yeah, I, I believe you always in Botswana hear system e-down. Mm. Uh, some of uh, those, this system e-down is because uh, the systems have been attacked by denial of service attack and then the legitimate users are, are, are not able to have access to, to the services because it, they, they've been bombarded with so many illegitimate requests from the hackers or people who are trying to poke and bring down your, your business. Mm. And, and also, uh, speaking of cyber security, uh, it does impinge on the area of, uh, uh, you know, child trafficking, or, or, or shall I say childhood pornography and, 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 and you know, uh, trafficking of human beings. Um, are you involved, is your company involved in any of these? And if so, to what extent? Yes. Uh, mainly for, for the cases of uh, human trafficking and uh, child pornography, those now are criminal offenses. Those we, we normally refer our clients to the police to handle those. Uh, well, the ones that we, 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 we only play part, uh, if maybe let's say uh, the law enforcement organizations uh, are limited in, in terms of maybe resources or expertise and we have the resources and so, uh, solutions to, to provide or assist in that regard. Mm. Uh, we have had uh, cases before where uh, people, uh, because of uh, being so, uh, tricked, that they are applying for jobs overseas and then they had, uh, they were applied visas and they end up going overseas 
and then their family members come to us and report that ah, uh, our family member has long gone, there is no communication whatsoever and then when during our investigation we end up realizing and finding out that it was a, 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 a human trafficking case. Uh, earlier on I gave an example of uh, uh, remember Botswana used to were not required visa to travel to Canada and uh, there was no requirement there was no visa, requirement yeah. for visa yeah uh, and it, it, it ended up being brought about because uh, many Botswana were being trafficked to, to Canada by other fellow Botswana who were staying there uh, after they promised them jobs there and they end up uh, using them when when you are already in Canada and you are stranded and somebody tells you the person who brought you tells you that well the only way to make money is to uh, be involved in, in, in to, to sell you kind of like pimp mm. you in prostitution in prostitution cases you mean other the Botswana who do that yeah. to other Botswana yes there are other Botswana who do that to other Botswana unfortunately and what action is normally taken against such well uh, such cases uh, the one that uh, I'm talking about which are uh, in mind uh, because it happened when I was still uh, within the organization uh, law enforcement organization. You're still a member of the police. Me member of the police, yes. Mm. Uh, well, it, it was reported and the, the Interpol was engaged and uh, it, it, there was a big investigation which was done and then uh, the perpetrators were brought to books. Okay. Help me understand the legal infrastructure. Is there a, an act of parliament like a law that governs cyber security and if so, what is it? Well, we have the Cyber uh, Crime and Computer Related Act, uh, which uh, regulates uh, all uh, cyber, the information of uh, inf uh, the transmission. The, the 2018 one? No, not the 20. That, that's a different one. Oh, this, uh, this I one. think the, this one is, it, it is for 2002. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure. We, I will we'll cross-check about that. But mm. we have the Cyber Crime and Computer Related Act, mm. and then we have the Electronic Evidence Act, mm. and then we have the Data Protection Act of 2018, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, as uh, b businesses, uh, I encourage all entrepreneurs out there to get a copy of the Data Protection Act because it, uh, uh, it, 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 is, it clearly states that it's a criminal offense uh, for organizations to not have uh, measures in place to protect uh, the data of their customers. So if uh, we give you information as a, an institution and uh, your uh, criminals are able to uh, intercept it. and access uh, our information through you and it is found that you did not put the uh, security uh, measures in safeguards, yes, yeah. to safeguard, uh, you will you, be liable to a penalty of uh, a charge of uh, half a million fuller. Mm. So you can imagine. That's a terrible one. Yes. What are the other things you could highlight from the first two acts, if, if anything comes to mind? Yeah, the other one is uh, for it, it, it is uh, prohibited to transmit the uh, uh, cross-border of information without... Uh, is that the, the first one? Yeah. The, the 2002 the, one? No, the, 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 the Data Protection Act mm -hmm. uh, of uh, 2018. Mm. So it states that it is illegal to uh, transmit or overflow of information across to other countries without the permission of uh, uh, the owners of, 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 of that information. So for you to give uh, out information uh, to other people, let's say your partners in, in another country, you have to seek permission from me first. Otherwise, you'll be liable from to that who? fine. 
from me the owner of the information that you are yes, collecting yes yes, yes. Mm. if you are collecting information about douglas uh, my credit uh, status my legal status and everything mm. about me you have to and does it have to be expressed in writing yeah it has to be expressed in writing according to the act mm -hmm. yes all right what i wanted to ask is the other acts that you mentioned is there anything you can highlight from them that an entrepreneur should keep in mind yes well the electronic evidence act remember that uh, at the beginning about uh, five ten years ago uh, it was very difficult for you it was rare to see any case of uh, any uh, cyber incident that has happened if somebody insults you on facebook or somebody steals your information through uh, whatsapp or using the computer you could really hear of those cases uh, succeeding before court. Mm. That was mainly because there was no Electronic Evidence Act. Electronic evidence was not admissible in a court of law. But today, mm. uh, it is admissible in a court of law. Anything that, uh, we, that's why hence our, our profession is more needed now than, mm. than before, because we need to do, uh, uh, collect uh, uh, that evidence in a forensically uh, mm. sound manner. Uh, in a way that we do not tamper with the evidence. That way it, could, it can be admissible in a court of law. So uh, whatever you do on your, 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 your digital uh, space, know that it can also be provided as evidence in a court of law and it will be admissible according to Electronic Evidence Act. Okay. Yes. In Botswana, how serious is the problem of cyberbullying? It, 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 is, it is big, yeah. not only uh, cyberbullying, just cybercrime uh, has increased. We are experiencing mm -hmm. an increase of uh, uh, cybercrime cyber cases at, at our office. And uh, when I consulted with my former colleague at Botswana Police, he also indicated uh, the same that they are experiencing high cases of, of, of cyber incident. I think maybe it's because of COVID now that everyone is now working on a visual environment uh, mm. uh, on the way everyone has gone digital uh, uh, people are bullying each other people are stealing each other's information people are even hijacking each other's and accounts suppose somebody is bullying me and sending me unwanted messages uh, you know in the case of women it might even be a sexual harassment over you know the cyberspace what are the options what are the uh, what are the available remedies and how can a company like yours assist? Well, uh, you, it, it, you are allowed to uh, report a case at, 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 at Botswana Police. They have the capacity and they have the capability to investigate such cases. I'm proud to say uh, they have formed a, a newly uh, digital forensic lab which has uh, the manpower and the tools to tackle such cases. Mm. Uh, from our end as e-detectives, mm. uh, we can do, uh, as we can be engaged as private investigators to collect uh, and, uh, that evidence and then also equip you with the skills of how to prevent such attacks from happening in the future to you or to people around you and how to block and apply other security measures so that you can able to protect yourself and your data. Okay. Yes. Um, cyber threats what cyber threats are there to businesses and individuals in Botswana yeah uh, the main one like I said is uh, leakage of confidential information mm -hmm. hijacking of accounts and systems and uh, uh, phishing scams yeah I want yeah. you uh, you know I'm asking you this specifically maybe to uh, even highlight with examples to show 
how vulnerable we are. Yes. Uh, let me give you an example of efficient uh, schemes that we, we are, are most also prevalent. Uh, efficient scheme is whereby you use a digital device to trick someone to phishing uh, spelled P H I S yeah, I N G. Yeah, P H I, not not the one for fish. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yes. yeah. Uh, is to trick someone to uh, reveal their confidential information by sending them a malicious link, which will redirect them to you, but not the the legitimate uh, uh, company that you purport to be. Mm -hmm. For example, if I send you an email claiming to be from a bank, your mm -hmm. bank, mm -hmm. that you need to update your KYC. And when you log into that, it will just, the, 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 the image, the link will look exactly like your bank. Uh, but then when you enter your credentials, they will be uh, captured and harvested and come to me instead of you uh, having access to your bank. And then I can use the same uh, credentials now to log in and, and do a, 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 an attack mm. and steal your funds. That, those are, are some of the cases that, that we deal with. I've uh, had an incident while you're on that where I was buying um, something from a South African franchise or uh, as part of the, uh, it's actually the time when we were buying these uh, restaurants and they would issue an invoice say for one million rands and the invoice uh, would then come again and with a comment to say ignore that previous one and then after the invoice they would say pay attention to who you pay to and uh, upon taking a closer look after the people harassed me many times when are you paying when are you paying i noticed that they'd given a different bank account number yes and a different address yes and they said apologies uh, we're still struggling with our bank there's a problem with our account our regular account pay into this account instead yes luckily i picked it before i pay yes. but when we reported it eventually to the uh, law enforcement authorities they could not be traced yes uh, you know this 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 cyber criminals are very smart they hide their tracks mm. they cover their tracks mm. but uh, it, it, it is likely that you 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 were smart enough to able to to, to identify that before you, you you made the payment imagine now people how many people uh, went went through with it and made those payments mm. uh, we were experiencing such high number of cases uh, in today so a, a, a good simple tip that i can give to, to to our listeners out there is that always verify do a due diligence verify uh, uh, the credibility of uh, the messages that you receive to be coming from your suppliers your clients your your mm. banks uh, for example if it's, it's an email from your bank, uh, Mr. Mogobi uh, uh, Antonis, for example. Mm. Uh, obviously, you expect the email also to bear the same domain name. Uh, should be from uh, uh, the FNB, for instance. Yeah, uh, Mogobi at uh, at Mogobi dot, dot BW, oh. but not be to be from a, to be a Gmail account. Uh -huh. So that's how you verify. What is so unique about what 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 is so suspicious about Gmail accounts? Gmail accounts are, are, are pub, pub, is a public uh, domain. It's mm. not a, 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 a custom-made domain. Mm -hmm. So big organizations customize their domains. If it's let's say uh, FNB, it should be at FN. Uh, it's an, it's an, it should be at FNB.com mm -hmm. or .co.bw. Mm -hmm. If it's 
e-detectives, you should expect it to be at e-detectives.co.bw, mm -hmm. not when uh, we have uh, a website called e-detective, we have our own domain, and then I send you a message using a Gmail. It doesn't add up. That yeah, should yeah. be a red flag. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Those are just small examples. Also, uh, we call it uh, the, the web of trust. Uh, the website that you, 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 you deal with should have a padlock uh, on the right-hand corner, indicating that this is a secure website that you are doing a transaction with. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's either it should have a, a padlock or it, uh, it should be HTTPS, mm -hmm. indicating a, a, a S, that S is for security, mm -hmm. that you now you are transmitting or so you are So HTTP doing. without an S is a... Yeah, it, it, it's a red flag. It's a red flag. You know, no so the S makes all the difference. Makes all the difference, because mm -hmm. it, it shows that now you are giving out your data in a non-secure platform. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So no, 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 no uh, serious or, or institution will use uh, an unsecured channel yeah. to, to get your information. As a father of a teenager, there's an issue that I want us to address, which is security for children. I, I obviously sometimes learn that my daughter is, is, is talking to questionable characters. How do I protect myself and herself from uh, unscrupulous characters who may wish to, to engage with her or get involved with my daughter? Uh, at awkward times, sometimes at night. Yes, uh, same like uh, for for TV, Mr. Mogobi. Mm. That I believe there are channels that you don't want, which are rated over eighteen. Mm. That you believe your your. Yeah, when your I used to watch TV, yes. that was the. You I don't watch much of it now. <laughs> yes, I believe there is a parental control uh, thing that you can activate, that uh, they shouldn't be able to to access such content. Mm. Uh, the same with uh, the internet, uh, the digital space. There are applications that we, we suggest to, to parents that do uh, monitoring of uh, their kids' uh, cyberspace. Mm. So it will also do a, a parental control to be able to know each and everything that happens in your, in your kid's laptop or phone. Mm. It will notify you and you can also set up trigger keywords and you can also set content restriction which if your child accesses something which is they are below the, that age, you'll have a trigger message coming to your phone that, ah, uh, your son is trying to access something which you do not allow. Tell me, how can your company assist putting all this in place? Well, uh, we are available to, to help uh, uh, companies, uh, parents, individuals out there with solutions that uh, can help uh, protect uh, your, your, your company data and also monitor uh, your, 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 your kids. If is for home use, you want to monitor your kids. We have solution uh, which uh, we call it Staff Cop. Staff Cop? Yeah, it, 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 it monitors uh, everything that happens in your network, uh, on, in, in, in each device. For companies, uh, it, it's an enterprise Staff Cop, which will monitor uh, the productivity, uh, monitor all the activities and the network, and also protect the leakage of confidential information. I always give an example that as, as much as you install CCTVs, uh, in, uh, 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 apply in, in, yeah, in your physical space to monitor each and everything that happens you in your physical put, uh, environment. You put alarms. Yes, yeah. you put alarms, you put uh, access control systems. You should apply the same uh, uh, solutions to your network environment mm. because now everything, your, 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 we call it 
your most valuable asset is now data. But you are not applying the same security measures as you do your physical space. So the same way you, 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 you secure your physical space, you should secure your digital space to monitor each and everything that happens in your network environment. Somebody would be concerned about uh, cost. What would you say to someone out there who says, hey, I'm very uncomfortable, this might be an unnecessary expense or, or an extra expense which is difficult to get into during these times of COVID? Yes. Well, uh, Mr. Mogobi, with cyber security, there's no, it's not a one-size-fits-all thing and uh, it's, it, we have to customize solutions as per client's budget. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to assess first. Uh, because that has been ma the main mistake uh, with uh, most companies in Botswana. Uh, there will be somebody coming with a solution we just buy. Uh, first, we have to assess your environment and you have to know uh, the, how, how valuable, which are your most valuable assets, mm -hmm. where are they placed, and then we provide you with solutions to which can, accommodate, can be accommodated by your budget. For example, if you are a parent, uh, and you want to monitor your kids, uh, there's a system that you can buy for 3,000 bucks, mm. and then you have an access license for six months to monitor each and everything that mm. your kids might be doing. Mm. If you are a big company and you make a revenue of 100 million uh, a month, uh, obviously when uh, your system get, uh, is down because of a cyber attack mm. for a day, you are losing out on over 2 million of, of revenue. So there are solutions that you can put and implement in place that can safeguard your data uh, that suits your budget. It, 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 it all depends. Is, is there some kind of guideline or maybe a, a thumbs up of what percentage of uh, revenue or turnover should be, should be dedicated towards cyber security? Yes. Uh, the research has found that we need to at least uh, dedicate at least 30 percent of our revenue to cyber security because it's a lot. That, that's, that's your main assets. Mm. Uh, I like giving the example that uh, I was training some people from a, uh, a, a big organization and they highlighted to me that they make over 100 million a month. Mm. And if their system is down per week, in a week, uh, they are losing over 20 million. Mm. And if they don't spend at least 20% uh, or 30% to safeguard so that they continue doing, uh, business. doing business. Because uh, a cyber attack can cripple uh, or even uh, bring down your business completely. Uh, because you lose reputation, mm -hmm. you lose money, and you get sued, and you lose future customers. Because if I know that such and such a bank, when you open your money gets stolen, uh, imagine the reputation. Uh, a new reputation person, damage. yeah, reputation damage. A new entrant, uh, a new em employee, mm. wouldn't even think twice uh, to to go and open an account with you. Mm. They will want uh, to open way with an organization where they know their money will be safe. Okay, so so um, in terms of training, uh, what training do you afford entrepreneurs and companies to beef up their cyber security? Uh, the main one is just the basic one, non-technical one, just cyber awareness uh, training. Uh, because the mistake that uh, organizations do, they hire the most qualified IT people, 
and they buy the best IT equipment, but they never uh, train their uh, end users, the people who process mm. the data, mm. the people who transmit the, the data. The messengers, the, yes. the accountants. Those are your handlers of your data. Yeah. You should equip them with the skills to protect your data, how to, to at least to know how to identify a phishing scam, at mm. least to know how to protect your data, at least to know how to send your information securely. Mm. So that uh, kind of uh, training costs at least a, one, a, th a thousand puller mm. to just train your people, uh, your end users to, to have that kind of skill so yeah. that they protect your, your information. And then we have other trainings where you can equip now your IT people to be equipped with the skills to protect your uh, company information. Uh, like your IT, your IT people. The other one which we normally uh, neglect or leave behind is the investigation part. Uh, because, uh, Mr. Mogobi, if the, the, the American government, if Apple, if Microsoft can be hacked, mm -hmm. obviously... And you're talking about things that have been in the news yes, in the past. Yeah. Yes, If those big companies can be hacked with all the money to buy the best security equipment in the world, uh, for sure we, all we can also be hacked. Mm -hmm. And it's just a matter of time of when. But then, after that incident, do you have someone within your organization who can trace to find out how did we get hacked? How much damage was it? And can we prevent such from happening in the future? And that cause that can equip uh, people with that skill is called computer hacking forensic investigator, mm -hmm. so that they can investigate how uh, the hackers gained entry. Are you able to share an incident or a case where um, you were able to, your company was part of the investigation. Yes. And uh, where something significant uh, was was discovered. Yes. Uh, last year we were involved in uh, in investigating a, a big case where large sums of money were stolen over over two million, and we had to seize more than uh, five digital no, more than nine digital devices. Mm. Uh, extracted them uh, to ev for evidence and then we were able to produce a report and give our clients and uh, they've, they've been able to, 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 to know uh, what happened. Uh, the, the main problem is not knowing what happened. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to say that we are able to, uh, to assist them. They knew who did what, when, how. Okay. So you came in and you are able to just by going through the the history of the activities in each device. Yes. Be able to tell. Yes, because with the digital forensic uh, technology, we are able to extend, even if you have deleted the messages, even if you have deleted the, the evidence, mm. these softwares or tools that we use are able to extract uh, the information, mm. even deleted ones, and then we are able to present, uh, analyze them and give them as evidence that, well, mm. this is the person who did this, this is the person who did this on such and such a date, and they were uh, in partnership or in, in connection with so and so. So it's true that the internet never forgets. It's got the memory of an elephant or, yes. or even more. There is always a footprint. We yeah. call it, uh, there is always a digital footprint uh. that is left uh, behind. There is a trace for everything uh, mm. that happens on the, on the, on the digital space. Okay. What about this field of yours professionally? I always want to encourage uh, my listeners and my viewers uh, to, to look for opportunities. What opportunities are available in this space? Uh, if I may uh, tell you, Mr. Mogobi, there are less than 60 certified ethical hackers in Botswana. 
and the demand less is than 60 means less what, 59? than 59 yeah mm. uh, well the last time i checked the last time i, I checked which was, was last year december we were 53 mm. and all of them are employed mm. uh, but the companies are looking for people with uh, those certifications and those qualifications mm -hmm. uh, the shortage of them in the market so there is a great opportunity in in this field uh, we need but to we have a lot of graduates in it so are you saying they should just scale up their their, their qualifications or their their you know their expertise yes they they, they, they i encourage them to do, to do that because there is demand Mm. But there is no there is no supply. There is mm -hmm. big shortage of people in the security field. Mm -hmm. uh, people should understand that security, IT security, is an independent and it's a big field on its own. Uh, people just believe that any IT person can just apply security to your information. It's not like that. Mm -hmm. You they they have to be uh, professionals who do a whole four years course of just strictly dealing with security. Uh, and yeah. there is a great opportunity I in the industry, like uh, like I'm saying. Is there any kind of accreditation in Botswana uh, from the likes of uh, BQA or something? Yes, uh, there, 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 there is a u university that provides uh, cyber uh, cyber security as an undergraduate. I know of uh, Botu; they have network and uh, computer forensics uh, course. Uh, but then, uh, for them to be very competent in the market. Uh, they have to do some certifications because some cyber security certifications give you the hands-on, the practical, so that you become the job ready for, for the market out there. You use the, uh, the latest tools you use. So uh, there is uh, an, an international institution called EC Council. So I'm proud to say you are an e uh, EC Council accredited training center in Botswana. You are also accredited by BQA. We provide EC cancer certifications and training, which uh, people can, uh, young people out there can do, certify, mm. and then become eligible to to work as cybersecurity professionals. I heard it said that sometimes in this field you need very good hackers, so you need them to convert from from becoming, uh, if you like, malevolent hackers to become benevolent hackers. Yes. How true is that and how do you change that? Very true. Uh, the, the e at EC Council they say you need to be a hacker, you need to, 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 to think like a hacker to stop hackers. Mm. You need to employ the same tools that malicious hackers use to be able to stop them. That's why we are the term ethical hackers. We call ourselves ethical hackers because we do hacking uh, with the sole purpose of protecting your data. We check uh, uh, if your systems uh, uh, and solutions are robust enough to withstand cyber security assault. And we do, we test them from an outside perspective. Uh, uh, same way uh, malicious hackers will do. Mm -hmm. And then we advise that no, this is what you should do, this is how you should patch. So there are, there are types of hackers. We have black hat hackers. Those, those are malicious hackers. Mm -hmm. Those who do with the sole purpose of defrauding or stealing your information or with ma malice intent. Or just and for the fun of it. Uh, so those who do for the fun of it, we call them script kiddies. Script? Kiddies. Yeah. Who just do for fun, who experiment, who do not have uh, the, the, the high-end technical uh, skills. That's the second category. Yeah, that's Black the Black hackers, and skiddies. Then, uh, script kiddies. Script and then skiddies. we have white hat hackers, which is us. 
uh, ethical hackers who uh, do for security purposes. Mm. And then we have those are in between, gray, I'm gray hackers. I'm concerned about the labeling here. The, the bad one is black and the good one is white. Is white. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how we that's the nature of the, the, nature of, the of, of, of things. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so now let's get back to, um, to Botswana specifically. Um, is there local expertise being develop, uh, developed? Is there capacity being developed to really deal with this, uh, these threats? Well, uh, in the field of cyber security, the, the, the example I always give is uh, before COVID, the question should be do you think we have the, the capacity to feed ourselves as Botswana? Uh, the answer is uh, nobody yeah. thought no, much about nobody it. Nobody thought much about it. They were, we always thought, well, we can, we, we, we're not uh, producing enough. Mm. Uh, mainly because we were not uh, entrusting our own people to produce and develop. The same applies in the cyber security field. Uh, uh, there are professionals out there, IT uh, qualified people, but our people are not entrusted and equipped with the skills to protect that, uh, our data. Uh, in, fact, uh, what, in fact, what is happening, our IT professionals locally uh, are disgruntled. Uh, because they, they are just uh, go fix my mouse, uh, I, uh, my, my printer is not connecting. Uh, the, the, the real uh, work. with small problems. Uh, small problems. The real job of protecting data is uh, uh, outsourced uh, by to, to international companies. But uh, what I always uh, say is even if you can bring the best uh, trained police officer from, let's say, United States of America. Uh, from LAPD, you bring them, mm. uh, you send them to Mogoditani, they will struggle to, to, to solve the cases, mainly because of the culture, uh, the environment, they do not understand the, the climate, the climate everything. Mm. So even with uh, uh, cyber security, you need to empower our people and entrust them uh, to protect our data. They understand the environment, they understand the challenges, they understand the technology and just the culture. Because uh, in America, there's no culture of sharing passwords, if I may give an example. Mm. But here, well, it's not a big deal to... Well, for to me it is, <laughs> for some people. Well, yeah, for some people. Mm. Uh, even within organizations, because I used to work uh, somewhere uh, and people were just, if someone was not in work at work, uh, they did not come to work, the, the other person will just call, can you give me a password so that I can mm. be able to help a client? And the, the other party will be just willingly give them the password so that through uh, it's mm. uh, So that, that's a big mistake. So that's why I say the culture, people, uh, our own people will understand the culture, will understand the, 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 the environment, will understand the challenges. So we just need to equip them and give them the resource to, to protect our data. Okay, so what do you tell companies uh, in terms of developing trust <coughs> to empower and to entrust data protection to locals? Well, same as uh, we did uh, at, uh, during agriculture. Mm. Uh, do, do, do what you call uh, mentor them. Uh, bring someone uh, who's been, uh, do what you call transferring of knowledge, mm -hmm. transferring of, of skills so that they understand the importance of uh, being uh, high-end professionals in this industry. Mm. Uh, we should entrust them. And also, the Data Protection Act is going to help in that regard. More so that now, 
in the we are in the era of uh, info warfare or cyber warfare. Mm -hmm. I believe you America always versus China, yes. I believe you always hear of America accusing China that they are stealing uh, their intellectual property through hackers and the, and, and the like. Mm -hmm. Well, in Botswana, uh, uh, there are no hackers stealing our information. We are the ones just handing our information to. Uh, people through, from through outside what? through uh, weak defenses or through weak systems also through in, in trusting them foreigners mm -hmm. uh, 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 we, we who our our security is in the hands of foreigners instead mm. of buying the solutions and then giving the solutions to our security personnel here and entrusting the security with our people mm. so that when there is something you know ah i can always call douglas from mahalape mm. ways this is what happened. Mm -hmm. Right as, as, as it is today, most companies, when you report something, they say, well, we have to log a complaint uh, with uh, our supporting company, which is in the U.S., and they are using a different time zone. Time zone, and mm -hmm. we have to wait. Mm -hmm. Well, digital evidence is volatile. Mm -hmm. uh, digital evidence is volatile. Mm -hmm. uh, a minute goes by, you'll, you'll have lost the evidence. So let's talk about uh, e-detectives. You've been running the company now for how long? Uh, the company was formed in 2013, uh, but it became uh, uh, heavily active uh, in 2015, okay. where now I was off work and now doing full-time, running it full-time. Okay, T tell us um, what the vision for it is. If you could, as it were, look five to 10 years, what's the vision for e-detectives? Well, uh, the vision was to be the leader in cybersecurity in Botswana and uh, uh, across SADC. Uh, because uh, what, what, what motivated me to, to, to form uh, eDetective was that I realized that most of our information, like I'm saying, is entrusted in the hands of uh, foreigners. Our own people, we have to wait for people to to protect our own data, mm. uh, which didn't make sense to me. Uh, it's like, uh, imagine the president was to hire security peop uh, people from another country, and then those people obviously can still, they'll be always be loyal to, the, to their country. Mm. They can always steal secrets and give to their country. And if we are competing for the same resources, we are competing for the same opportunities with those countries, it doesn't make sense when they have everything of ours mm. uh, and our security is in their hands. So uh, that was motivated me to uh, start eDetective that I don't want people who are just men in the middle, mm. uh, uh, briefcase people who just come and then when you ask them a question, they always say, uh, we'll have to uh, wait for our technical person from such and such a country to come and explain. Mm. I wanted to be the one who's responsible, who have uh, the technical know-how or uh, to be able to assist the customers mm. here and there. So what is the vision then for the company long term, medium to long term? Yes, uh, the, the, vi the vision now is to have e-detective supporting uh, 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 local businesses uh, to safeguard their data, to be the one, uh, the leader in mm. cyber security. Okay. Yes. Um, lastly, do you think the government is doing enough uh, to help and to, you know, to, 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 to support the companies such as yourself in this field find their way and establish themselves? 
or you think more should be done? Yeah, obviously more, more should be done. But uh, with the current administration, you know, uh, I'm happy to say there have been steps which uh, are showing improvement that we, we are engaged more uh, through uh, programs like EDD. Uh, what is that? EDD uh, uh, is for uh, to give priority. It's a, it's, a, it's a government system where local uh, suppliers and uh, uh, consultants are given priority over foreign companies when it comes to uh, supplying or, or doing business with the government. So, uh, for example, less than less up to 10 million uh, projects, uh, mm. uh, the government is making sure that a local uh, company should be given a priority. So through, through such inici initiatives, we are now uh, seeing uh, other government entities, even the private sector, engaging us, uh, knowing that, well, we need to engage uh, e-detective instead of having uh, an, an international company come and do a job which we have the capacity to do. And also, with the introduction of the Data Protection Act, which prohibits uh, the cross-border overflow of data uh, without our permission also helps uh, that, well, you need to entrust our data here. You need to keep our data here. So mm. if our data is here, you obviously need to employ or deploy or engage companies which are local to protect our data. My experience has always been on the area of enforcement. Is the act really being strictly enforced? Do they have the mechanisms for enforcement? Yes, hence the, the reason I say we, there's lots of room for improvement. Uh, mm. We have such uh, statute and such uh, policies, but the, the main problem has been implementation of such projects. So uh, for uh, uh, putting on my entrepreneurship hat, mm. uh, we, we fight. Mm. We have to bring all those legislators or uh, those policies to, to, to procurement people and say, you are obliged uh, to, to engage me instead of uh, uh, seeking uh, uh, assistance from outside when we are here and we have we, we fully qualified. We have the capacity. Yeah, we have the capacity, yes. Okay. All right, this is the time of the show, sir, where you get a chance to... Oh, before we do, uh, has there been any, uh, what I call, COVID dividend that has come from COVID? In other words, has there been a, an, an identifiable advantage that COVID has created? I don't want just to be talking about gloom and doom from COVID. Is there a COVID dividend in the cybersecurity mm, space? Most definitely, Mr. Mr. Mogobi. Uh, uh, because of COVID, all business now has moved from the physical space to the virtual space. Mm -hmm. We are now doing business online. Everything, communication, transactions, everything is now done on the digital space. Now, cybersecurity is now a must. It's no longer uh, a luxury. A luxury. Mm. It's, it's a must. You have to protect your data. And uh, also the increase of cyber, cyber crime, cyber threats, those, mm. those mm. cases have now made uh, organizations to uh, be alert that, well, I think we have to Im invest in cyber security now. So uh, because of COVID, uh, we, we have seen uh, uh, a, a, a growth uh, in our business. Uh, we are engaged a lot uh, because in, in two thousand five years ago when we started, mm. uh, we moved around, dropped CVs, tried to explain to people. They were like, "Oh, okay, we'll call you when you need you." Mm. Uh, Never but now, <laughs> uh, after since COVID, 
they are taking out our profiles. Ah, there's uh, someone who once came here and said he was Douglas. Yeah. He could help yeah. with securing this information. So yeah. now people uh, are calling us because of COVID. So okay, all right. Now you've answered me well. Yes. This is a part of the show where you get to ask me any question you wish to ask. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I can al always see, uh, follow you, Mr. Mogobi. You have uh, established, you interview established uh, entrepreneurs and also aspiring ones. I want to ask if, is there a platform where you bring both parties together, uh, the established ones to mentor and give advice to those who are aspiring so that they can also uh, turn yeah. out to be uh, successful entrepreneurs in, in the future? Well, it has not been systematized or done in a systematic fashion but yes there's been um, efforts in that regard I was uh, uh, working with an outfit known as uh, um, founders dinner mm -hmm. where we used to have founders come and speak here and ignore us we've had them to tell us how they traversed this difficult entrepreneurial uh, field I for one was invited as a founder and then we invited mr. Nake from Flowtech, mm. oh, who had yeah. to share his story. We also invited Mr. Mpuchane from, uh, you know, Builders World to mm. share his story. We've had my neighbor, Mr. Muni here, uh, to come and tell us the Trans-Africa story. So that is an uh, effort that was going on with the help of a, a, a young man called uh, Matsero Letola, who um, unfortunately had to stop because of COVID. Uh, and I'm urging him to revive it. So that is one way where young, aspiring entrepreneurs can meet with captains of industry yes. and learn directly from uh, the horse's mouth how things are done. Other efforts that I'm undertaking are through the auspices of uh, ANB, Angel Network Botswana, which is a group of investors, um, angels who are putting their funds together to invest in budding businesses um, and the way they do it is that they go through certain processes, including mentorship, mm -hmm. where you find that um, most of the entrepreneurs who are coming to us thinking that they're looking for money are not looking for money, they're yes. looking for mentorship. Yes. And uh, it becomes very clear that the problem is one of resourcefulness as opposed to resources. Yes. So we are offering some of that through our mentorship. I myself, with Mr. Guru Gurumuti, were part of the mentorship uh, the mentorship committee and this this is another way of giving back i'm also involved uh, i think you saw a young man earlier yes, here yes. who is uh, my mentee and on sundays i meet some of them i was trying to look at ways of doing them in bigger groups and perhaps even monetizing it to a point where somebody pays a nominal amount for me to provide uh, mentorship services and it's something that me and my executive assistant lebo we're putting together a program yes. to actually offer mentorship. And then every time I'm invited to speak, within reason, I come and I share my ideas and uh, I try to live the best example I can. I don't always win, but uh, you know, I think the best way to, to teach is basically through example. Yes. yes. And this platform, the Mohobe Nuggets of Wisdom, is yet another way of giving back to the community. So I do hope that I've answered your question. Yeah, you, you most definitely have answered my question. And I can attest to that, uh, that myself also as an aspiring entrepreneur, uh, I've, I've uh, been struggling for some quite some time. Only after having a mentor, mm. uh, I got to realize that, well, it wasn't really money that I needed. Mm. I only needed guidance, 
and uh, uh, advice uh, to be able to, to, that knowledge that you, you pass on to us is, is, is priceless, Mr. Mugobi. Mm. We, we, we appreciate that. Uh, and uh, my mentors uh, uh, triggered something uh, within me that is pushing me to mm. want to do uh, more and to achieve more. Your mentor is the one who pushed me to yes. push you to meet for this show. For this show, that's good. He's yes. a good man. He's a good man. Send my regards. <laughs> yes, I'll yeah. definitely do. Now look at that camera there, and uh, tell that youngster, that entrepreneur, whoever is watching, um, something inspirational, something motivational, something uplifting, as a takeaway from this show. Yes, mm. uh, I will say two things. Uh, as a cybersecurity person. Uh, Cybersecurity threats are real, and uh, we are experiencing higher number of cases every day. Uh, people are, are losing money. People are losing uh, their data. Uh, confidential information is leaking. So we engage. We we encourage uh, uh, companies out there in Interpunyas uh, to make a step to protect their data. Train your staff, and as a, an entrepreneur, uh, to young people out there, I say, stay persistent. Uh, be persistent, be resilient, uh, uh, fight and work hard and also make sure that you have the passion for what you do because during the dark days uh, that's when you, do, you have the energy to, to, to go to work because you love what you do. Don't just do it for the money, do it because you love it and do it because you want to make it a difference. Thank you very much, that Thank is uh, very powerful. How do people now get hold of you? How do they get in touch with your business? Yes, uh, eDetectives, we are located at uh, Red Cross Building Office 101 uh, uh, in uh, plot uh, 135 along uh, Independence Avenue. Uh, our website is www.edetectives.co.bw. Uh, you are on Facebook, uh, e-detectives. And then uh, you can also contact me directly on my number at 73233490. Okay, just tell them why they should watch Mohobe Nuggets of Wisdom podcast. Uh, you should watch Mohobe Nuggets of Wisdom podcast uh, to learn more uh, about uh, businesses and in entrepreneurship, uh, to be motivated, most importantly. Uh, we get to be inspired, to get some inspiration. When you hear it from the people who are established, when you hear it from the people who are aspiring, because for sure, I'll, be, I'll make it and you will know that, oh, he was aspiring and he has graduated to uh, be an established business person. So you to learn more, to have life tips, business tips, entrepreneurship tips, subscribe to Mugovina Gets of Wisdom on uh, uh, YouTube, uh, Facebook, and even LinkedIn. Thank you very much. You've been a wonderful guest. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Mr. Mugovina.